Break Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. But as you've been hearing on Live 95 News across the morning, the very sad news that Paul Sang, the really well-known Limerick restaurateur, uh, famous for the Jasmine Palace, and I'm sure pretty much everyone listening has either been in there or has had family or friends who've used it over the years. Well, he has uh, passed away, and uh, we have Tony Enright with us in the studio of Texas Stakeout and 101 and lots of other uh, businesses uh, as well. Um, to chat to us about this sad news. And good morning to you, Tony. How are you doing? Um, uh, just very, very sad and sudden and just, uh, you know, uh, what a, a, a genuinely legendary figure really he was on the Limerick restaurant scene, Paul Sang. Joe, it's very sad. It's very hard for us to take it in and um, obviously the family's devastated. Yeah. And, you know, no one saw it coming. It just happened like in a very short period of time. Very, very short. He had no underlying illnesses. He just got infection and it got out of hand and just took him from us. Yeah. Fragility yeah. of life. Yeah. He's an excellent guy. He's super talented. I know Paul over 40 years, you know. know all the kids, obviously. He was a great family man. You know, and there was a lot of businesses that he opened up and he was all the time thinking of new ideas and travelling and coming across this. And he'd be ringing me up saying, come over and see this. You have to see this. This is brilliant. It's in your video. Come on, come out. Could be in China now. <laughs> you know, I was talking to him recently, and I was saying to him about Bangkok, and uh, I was saying, "You should, you've never been to Bangkok." He said, "No." So three days later, I got a phone call. This is only two weeks ago, and said, "I, I'm in Bangkok. What's, where do I go?" <laughs> really? Actually, Maggie Chew's uh, was found in Bangkok, so I was saying, "Go to Maggie Chew's. This is where it is." Da 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 da. You know. Yeah, because he was an innovator, wasn't he? He was always interested in the next idea. Extremely so. Like, he's got half the kitchen now automated. And everyone sees his famous robots on the floor running around the place, you know. That's Paul all the time ahead of the curve. And he was, um, this last particularly number of months, scheming a new venture, you know. And I uh, had friends of ours visiting only last year and I said, I'll go into the Jasmine Palace and they enjoyed the general experience, but they were fascinated by the robots. Yeah. <laughs> so many people talking about that, you know. You know, and as, as um, they're, they're a great marketing tool, but they are actually um, very, very, very commercial. You know, they do a lot of work. You'd be surprised to do a lot of work. And um, he's got automated walks in the kitchen. He spent a lot of time during COVID developing the recipes, the time schedules, the right time to add the right ingredient into a particular cooking cycle in the automatic walk. And that was a ferocious amount of research. And Paul would do like 48 hours in a row, one stop. Yeah. You got it. I mean, the Jasmine Palace is a legendary brand in Ireland since the, what, the mid-80s and uh, certainly in the Limerick region. But obviously there was also Marco Polo in more recent times and the walking too is part of it. And, and chocolate and the ZB tons, you know. That's right. Involved in all of them. Limerick wasn't big enough for him. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not for, he was, as you say, a real ideas man, uh, Paul Sang. Uh, and there is good solidarity and cooperation between the restaurateurs in Limerick, isn't there? I mean, obviously, you were involved in Texas Takeout and other things, uh, but uh, people might assume, oh, it was all rivalry. But it wasn't like that, really. You were all looking at it slightly differently, I presume. No, it, um, there is, there is um, good camaraderie with their um, restaurateurs in Limerick. 
I know, for instance, um, Hazel and the Buttery used to work for Paul, and she reckoned that um, Paul's daughter was telling me recently that uh, Hazel was greatly inspired by him, you know. Yes, yeah, and she paid lovely tribute to him. We had it on Live 95 News this morning, Hazel, uh, and you know, what an innovator he was and, and uh, an inspiration, as she said, to her and to uh, many others as well. Can you remember when you first came across Paul saying, Tony? I do. Paul, strangely enough, married to get next door, okay? Uh, Alice, and um, I bought a property in Kilkee and I wanted to open a restaurant. And this is true, Joe, about I know, six weeks before the season started, I was thinking a fish and chip burger shop, you know, and uh, loads of burger shops and fish and chips that started opening up all over the place that were closed for the winter and I sort of go out. So then I came up with a new plan. Didn't Alice marry Paul Sang? And they're now gone to London. He's a chef. And they're, Paul is very successful in Chinatown, very sought after. So I rang him up had a big long chat and talked him back to come back and do Kilkee for the season. Alice was homesick and she wanted to come back, so that was my opportunity. Really? Yeah. And then on the weekends I'd come down to Kilkee and I'd do some shifts and Paul then would start cooking staff food after work and that was my first time ever experiencing Cantonese cuisine and the food he could put up. And we're definitely opening this in Limerick. <laughs> and that's how it happened. And that is how it happened. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Um, and, and so the <coughs> combination of good fortune and obviously you had an eye to the business and he clearly had huge talent. Oh, absolutely. He's extremely talented. And his son, Cian, I was working in the kitchen. I suppose he must be 14 years in the kitchen now. He'd been off China learning and he's following in Paul's footsteps and really fantastic chef also, you know. Right, indeed. And we know Alice here has been a guest of ours for different reasons and occasions over the years. And obviously we pass on our sincere sympathies to uh, the entire family. Um, and, and then it was about having to work through recessionary times, let's be honest, Absolutely. you know, as you know, and, and then times when things were better and, and then trying to innovate and then competing with restaurant brands that were coming in from outside and, and all the different types of cuisine, to use your word from earlier, that we became exposed to since the mid-1980s to 2023. Absolutely, and we have, we have. I remember when we first started speaking about doing the Jasmine Palace and doing the Cantonese cuisine at that level, um, Paul said to me, <laughs> remember, he said, they won't eat it. He said, they're like chicken curry, beef curry, no peas, I'm telling you. I said, they will. Let us, let's do it. This is going to work. This is going to work, you know. Yeah, because people did become a bit more sophisticated in what they were looking for, didn't they, over the decades? They did, and um, you've got to remember, like, the Jasmine Palace is one of the best restaurants in Ireland, definitely, um, bar none. And the food Paul put out, I mean, the amount of people that has a lot more experience there, um, dining at that level than I had at the time were saying this is incredible this is amazing and it was and he kept moving I mean Paul must have reinvented the Jasmine 20 times you know kept moving the ball kept moving it kept redecorating kept new ideas coming on and just rolling them out it's interesting you should say that because when you talk to people around the country, there is widespread acceptance that the Jasmine Palace is up there among the really best Chinese restaurants in Ireland there's no doubt about that and whatsoever and is the best restaurant. And the Texas Steakhouse then, I mean, it, you know, it offers 
something different, but it too has been a long-standing product in uh, Limerick, hasn't it? I mean, when, and when you consider how many ups and downs, frankly, even O'Connell Street has had, you know, it just shows that well-run businesses can continue to thrive. Well, the Jasmine Palace was first, no doubt. And as a result of our experience in Jasmine and learning and finding more, then we saw a different opportunity in Texas Takeout. And that came on about two years later. Mm. Uh, and, and it's become a fixture as well, hasn't it, Well, they both do the test of time. You know, yeah. Paul's bolted on a lot of ideas on Jasmine. He's just... When we started the Jasmine, I think had about 20, maybe 22 tables. I think now there's about close to 100. Is there? Yeah. You've expanded to that extent. It's one of the biggest restaurants, and that's not counted Marco Polo. It's one of the biggest restaurants. The Jasmine and Marco Polo, I'd say, is the largest restaurant seat capacity in Ireland. And you've managed to do that while retaining uh, the sense of atmosphere and intimacy as well. Well, you know what you're to say in the food business, 50% of the flavour is in the presentation and the ambience. Yeah. And you, and you get that. I mean, you get that from the Texas Takeout too. And Marco Polo, as you say, a different product um, a- again. And by the way, have you found over the years that the people who uh, come to the Jasmine will also come to the other restaurants or do they have a particular favourite among them? Or Everybody has their favourites. Everybody has their favourites, but they will move around. You know, they will try everything. You know, Jasmine customers being Texas, you know, different restaurants customers being Jasmine and vice versa. That would be normal. Sure. We're chatting to Tony Enright about uh, the very sad loss of his friend Paul Sang. And was Paul somebody who preferred to be in the background rather than up front? What was his temperament like? Paul was in the background, totally. Scheme and planning coming up. I mean, if Paul had to come on here this morning, I would um, be up since seven o'clock. I'm, oh, I'm not much better than myself. Um, but I felt I had to come on today. I had to talk about Paul. You know, I had to pay a tribute to him. It would be wrong of me not to. Because, Joe, I don't think you've ever seen me in this seat. Well, I was just thinking the same thing, Tony and right? And so that shows how much regard you had for uh, Paul and uh, for the family um, as well. You know, and one of the great sadnesses is there's a sense that 2023 could be a year of renaissance for O'Connell Street, you know, with mm. the works that have gone on there and, and, and dragged on for the length of time that they have. But with things happening and the international rugby experience about to open as well, and it, it's such a pity he won't see that, you know, that possible revival. But his family will keep Paul's legacy alive and will, and they are capable of running that business, and they will. Yeah. And they'll be very strong and they'll know what Paul would want. We know what Paul would want. We know what he'd say to us right now. Get a move on. Did you have, um, did you have good laughs, I mean, you know, over the years? Joe, be great times. We went everywhere. I was just um, <clears throat> looking at a photograph of Paul there this morning and he was wearing glasses. And we were in Hong Kong and we went to um, this laser company. To, this is 15 years ago to see if we get our eyes laser and how it works and what's what and all that because I had a problem reading the menu. Paul had a problem cooking the food with the steam going into the glasses, you know. So we, <laughs> we ended up getting thrown out. <laughs> I'm serious? laughing. Because <laughs> we were nervous, you know. Yeah, it was okay. rocket science back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ironically, both of us then, eventually, maybe five, maybe eight years ago, uh, did get our eyes lasered did for you? those reasons. Yeah, yeah. yes, I mean, understand. And, of course, the technology around that has moved on a bit like you were talking about the restaurant businesses, uh, no question. Uh, and then his family, they 
they became indoctrinated into the business. They followed the legacy of Paul Sang. More so Keen. Keen is quite quite good now. Joey's very good. You know, he's very good. And he has travelled and he's been to different restaurants in China and stayed in China for six months learning um, the trade that Paul wanted him to know this is how you make food. <laughs> not, 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 not any other way than this way. And Keen is very good. He will take it on. Um, some other members are still young, you know. Um, Louise is the oldest. You, you know Louise. So I don't know what the younger ones coming on, but I'm sure they will follow into it, you know. Yeah. Over time, um, and and how? I mean, when you've been in that sort of partnership with somebody for that long, like, can you get your head around having to move on? You know, having to, as you say, maintain the legacy. Nobody's going to get, be able to move on in that way. You know, we're all going to miss him every time. You know, I was only speaking with him last night. Uh, the Sang family, the greater Sang family's brothers, sisters. We were all in the um, Marco Polo last night and I was speaking with Louise and Keane and I was saying, you know, that maybe we should make a little pact here that we'll always speak about Paul. We'll never be afraid to mention his name that it might hurt your feelings, hurt my feelings or don't say that now because it'll make it sad. But we're just going to speak about him like he was just in the room next door. That's what we spoke about. Yeah. Uh, and finally, there are probably very, very few people listening to us and very few people in Limerick who have not tasted Paul Sang's food. And the ones that didn't will be able to get the same flavours from Keen. Right, to pass it on. <laughs> but uh, but it's an amazing thing to think of that though, isn't it? You know, that it sort is. of legacy is Absolutely. extraordinary. And I mean, people might realise that um, the food ahead in Zibiton, the Bok Kings, the chocolate, were all Paul's inventions. Yes. You know, all his creations. All right. Well, look, uh, we're very sorry to hear about it. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, Tony Enright, I know it wasn't easy for you to come in this morning, so it is very much appreciated. And I know you did it because you wanted to pay appropriate tribute to your friend, Paul Sang. Uh, he's reposing at Thompson's Funeral Home in Thomas Street. That is tomorrow from 3 until 5 p.m. And then arriving at St. Joseph's Church on O'Connell Avenue in Limerick City Centre on Saturday for a church service at 1 o'clock, followed by private cremation and the family have asked for family flowers um, only and uh, our deepest sympathies are passed to them and to all those who knew Paul Sang um, uh, over the years and to you as well Tony Enright and uh, thank you for your time this morning Thank you very much Your views, your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95